Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your host, Corinne. What's going on, guys? Guys, I have with us today a wonderful guest. I have uh, Unique Jenkins. Unique, let me tell you a little bit about Unique. Unique was born and raised in Los Angeles. Unique is an androgynous tomboy actor that moved to New York to further her career in acting. Unique describes her style as an eclectic androgynous unicorn. We want to know more, for sure. (laughs) Since moving here to New York, she has hit the ground running with two commercials, two short films, and her second theater production under her belt. Unique, what's going on? What's up? I mean, working hard. (laughs) Like, you just got here already? Like, this much stuff? When did you get here? Uh, August 2nd, technically. Okay, somebody's the hardest working person in show business, clearly. So, I want to know about that. So, you were born in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You moved here to New York. I mean, when I think about acting, I think most people move to LA for acting. Yeah, yeah. So you did the you did the opposite. Why mm-hmm. why come here? What happened? Well, uh, so New York has always been a dream of mine. It's been like a five year, maybe over five year dream. And like with LA, they uh, they say LA is like known for like the film and TV and stuff like that for yeah. commercials. But they also what I've noticed is that Hollywood is changing and they're starting to film all over, like especially in the East Coast. Oh. So, yeah. And then I did like a lot of stuff in L.A. Like I did a lot of great projects mm-hmm. and commercials mm-hmm. and like the Janelle Monet like music video and short films and web series and stuff like that. But yeah. I felt like I was like losing like my interest in my passion. Slowly. From being out there? Like, yeah, a little bit. I was wow, like, talk about a that a depressed. little bit. How? Um, I, I just kept seeing the same stuff, like, in auditions, or it's just like, oh. sometimes, like, they'll ask, like, oh, how many followers you have? I'm like, what does this have to do with, like, oh, talent? Well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was becoming more, like, cliche, or, like, if they want somebody who's, like, different or unique, they would cast, like, for example, like, a Caucasian girl with, like, maybe curly hair or colored hair instead of, like, somebody diverse Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. which is very interesting like i still like i have a love for la but it wasn't like for me and it was time for me to like move on and go like expand Mm -hmm. and then i'm pretty sure like i'll come back to la to like do like uh films or pilots and stuff like that so yeah so did you find you find like being here you're getting more diverse roles there are more diverse roles available uh yeah so here so far i found that i like Finding uh, challenging roles, roles that are different than like the norm yeah. in LA. So yeah, so it's like yesterday I did like a, a abstract like theater piece, and so it was very like it was dealing with like movement and like oh, wow. sounds cool. and then a little bit of text here and there. But yeah. it was just like it was really cool. So yeah. it was really dope to be a part of it. And it was like an all black cast, and it was a woman director so it was really oh fabulous yeah sounds interesting i wouldn't have known that you that you would find more of those kinds of things here than you would in la Mm because it's such a film you like place it's such a place yeah yeah, yeah. you know and and, well like show show business in in terms like show Mm -hmm. business in general you know so 
I'm actually surprised to hear that. But you know, I want to ask you though, because now I, you know I lived in LA for a while, and mm-hmm. it was LA is a very different beast, right? Than yeah. New York, right? Let's face it; like you can't get two different places. Yeah, <laughs> probably it's, they're just very it's different. Hot and cold. Oh yes, one hundred percent. And yeah. I was definitely cold on it, but whatever. <laughs> um, but let me ask you uh-huh. about like what is it like being queer here as opposed to being there so you mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in LA and mm-hmm. so what is it like being queer there and when you came here what were the differences you saw uh okay uh so far because I used to actually be like a lesbian promoter in LA so, oh really like yeah, party yeah. promoter yeah yeah oh, cool. so like I I remember I was a part of like this like gay girls rock like group and mm-hmm. we were actually supposed to do like a little tour like around like I think like the West Coast area, but it actually like ended yeah. because of like money and stuff like that. So it would have been really cool to do. But I feel like here I'm seeing more like people of color as an eclectic and just like live here. Yeah. It's not that I didn't see it out there in like in LA or like people falling into like the same norm or bubble as in like with style or yeah. whatever like that. But here I feel like there's so many there's so much stuff to do. Yeah. Like here and then there's like small like things or you go to big ones. It's the same like as in LA, but I feel like people here are like more freer. Yeah. And they could just do like, they don't have like this kind of like uh, hindrance of doing like having somebody like, "Mm, what would people think? Oh, really? So you feel like people were really um, out there. You felt like they were more concerned about what people thought about them? Yeah, that's one one of the reasons why I moved to, like, New York, because L.A. was becoming more, like, showy. Yeah. Instead oh, yeah. of... It's very showy there. Realness and yeah. raw and, like, talent. Yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. all, in all fields. So, unfortunately, because, like, you have people who are, like, will live, like, for example, like, in the hood or whatever, which is totally fine, and they will have, like, a Lamborghini car. Like, they want to show off their cars or be on the Melrose District, and they think they're so, like, stylish. Yeah. But they're wearing the same thing as the other friend, wearing, like, Yeezys, skinny jeans, and, like, a long, like, shirt, but, like, no kind of style. Or wearing the same, like, brand. Yeah. And they think that's style, but it's just, it looks like you're wearing a uniform. Yes. Right, right, right. really, it was very interesting to see. So that's interesting. And you feel like... So, so I'm trying to, I want to get to like, was that part of like what you're saying about like the uniform? Is that also, was that with the queer community or just in general? It was in general. Like the queer community, I I felt like they were like more alive and like. You know, like a unicorn-like aspect you know, compared <laughs> to like... It goes a unicorn again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your spirit animal is truly a unicorn. It is. <laughs> um, so compared to the regular like LA people. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're uh, LGBTQ, there's still like other letters that I'm missing. Which okay. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they were, you know, we stuck out like a sore thumb or whatever. Yeah. Or like people who were artists, you can tell because yeah. you just felt that energy. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, going on the subway. They, LA does have subways, but it's not the best. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and like the homie, he's like an ex homie of mine. Um, we went on the subway and this lady, she's like an artist. She did all kinds of stuff in like New York. She was like, I feel like you guys are artists because I felt that energy. I was like, oh, wow. Wow. 
Wow. Like I st- yeah, so it was really cool. I was like, yeah, that's really dope. I always want to have like that energy like, yeah, around me. Exactly. Like being around like a town that's so showy and fake and just like, look what I have and how many followers I have and look what I'm driving or look what I'm wearing. I'm wearing Chanel, Gucci, all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. But so like dead inside. Yeah. So Oof. it's like, oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I was going to say anything. LA is a rough one. It's, it's a tough it one for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so you feel like when you got here, like on a, on a on a sort of global level, you got a lot more authenticity. I mean, I'm sure there's you know there's plenty of fake people here as well, mm-hmm. but like you you felt like there's more authenticity. You thought obviously it sounds like the diversity there was more of it. Um, I remember when I was living in LA, it just felt like it was very segregated. It was just like you got one scene, another scene, and they, and they don't mix at all. Yeah, that's what Paul, I watched stand, like Paul Muni stand up, and he mm-hmm. was saying that about like LA. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, LA wants to well, California wants to say that it's very like you know liberal and but they're still segregated 100%. like for example like downtown LA there should be no reason why LA has the biggest homeless population and it's so it's like skid it row there. it's like oh, filled I saw it I saw it it, it was it was I could not crazy. believe how how large it was and uh-huh. how vast and how many people I could not believe it yeah yeah it was like they were all like it was like they were segregated to that area yeah you know what I mean like we have homeless people here we have homeless people all over the place here mm-hmm. but there it really was one place it was just ridiculous it's crazy it's and hard then, to watch I mean, you yeah, see yeah. it's intense it's it's really like intense and then the smell also because yeah. it smells like dog pee and yeah. the homelessness and then everything and then people to me people are like oh LA is much cleaner I'm like no and that's so like much. honestly it's like not. it's not because it's, it's not. Hollywood is dirty as heck Hollywood was one of my least favorite places. Oh my gosh, I hate Hollywood. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was when I went to Hollywood. I was like, you know, you hear about Hollywood. You go there, you're like, what is this? Is worse than Times Square? Yeah, it's Times Square is way cleaner. I agree. It was worse than Times Square. (laughs) I was like, this is terrible. I was like, get me out of here. I couldn't believe it. I was really surprised. I think that people hear something about LA and they really try to uphold that. Like, no offense to people from LA, like. There's a, it's like, you know, it's, you guys are messy just like everywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's messy everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's messy everywhere. So let's not be like, let's go <laughs> big and be like, it's great. No, yeah, it's not. No, like, it's not. Because no. people go there and they have this thing like, and they lose their, themselves. Yes, oh and it's God, not like, it's not really like the natives. It's the people who come to LA. Yeah. They think they have it all figured out and then they actually lose themselves yes. and like lose their like their dignity that's and right. all this stuff and that's they right. lose their voice and they're just doing stuff for money like not even like like doing stuff that makes sense or having an t- intent or like you know what I mean yeah. like passion so yes. I totally that's understand. definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to move to New York yeah. and then New York is just like oh my gosh it's yeah like I mean don't don't get me wrong yeah. we have our problems here too but, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, but I know what you mean it, you know it is a very different vibe and you know like it, it, there's a reason why people from LA don't like New York and people from New York don't like LA we're just we're two different beasts it yeah. must, you know it is what it is so you know we, we can go on about that for hours mm-hmm. but so you you know what I want to ask you about being an eclectic <laughs> androgynous unicorn the unicorn mm-hmm. clearly your spirit animal as we said earlier yeah <laughs> what tell me like what is that like how did you come up with it and also were you able to be an eclectic androgynous unicorn in la and here <laughs> both places or did that come from being one place like i don't know i yeah, want to know yeah. about that so tell me what that is and how how you how you found that identity or that uh, style? I, <laughs> so I started, I, I think I started to grow into that word, like while being in LA and just like finding, like doing stuff that like people weren't doing. Like, for example, like, I don't know, like people 
have this thing about like, oh, you don't drive. Like they look at you a different way. It's like, so what if I don't drive? Like right. I bike. Like, right. Right. why is it a big deal for you if I don't like, you know? Right. People drive? here don't care, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's ne- like this is not affecting your lifestyle. So <laughs> I'm not paying for gas, I'm looking for parking. Like I'm actually right. making, right. you know, the world greener. Yeah. So like just me biking and becoming who I am as in like with style and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And before that I was living in like San Francisco for two years after high school. Mm -hmm. So just being like a full on tomboy and just doing whatever I wanted Mm -hmm. as in like skating Mm -hmm. and and theater and just becoming who I was and just, um, also like inspired, inspired by like Janelle Monae and, uh, Zoe Kravitz and like a couple of like YouTubers and stuff that mm-hmm. I was like very inspired by, as in like with their style mm-hmm. and whatatnot. So I just like, okay, I'm gonna own this That's and whatever. Fantastic. That's and I always talk about like unicorns and Hello Kitty. So <laughs> I like. So yeah. I want but what does it mean to like mm-hmm. to dress as an eclectic androgynous unicorn? Like, what does that give me an idea of like when you when you started to own that style? Like, mm-hmm. what did it mean for your clothing? What did it mean? Like, what changed? What, what became different? So it's it's definitely unapologetic and you don't know what you're going to get. So <laughs> so for example like um like for me like when I go to a thrift store and then I see something I'm like, "Oh, this will look really cool. I don't know how I'm going to wear it, but I just know I'm going to uh, rock it." Yeah. Like I had a friend we went to like Forever Twenty when we were just trying on things, and then she was like, "Whatever you put on, it just looks good on you." I was yeah, like, that's oh, good. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> and so I really like thought about that. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like whatever I put on, whatever I want to wear, it's just unapologetic. Oh, fantastic! And just like wear it. Yeah. Even if I'm like just walking down the street or biking. Yeah. So I'm just and then like unicorns, they just like low key like. They run and then they fly at the same time. So I also I feel that way like when I'm biking. So yeah. like I I'm so freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You this yeah. is like all about freedom. I uh-huh. love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I really like that. So do you is and most of your um, style like do you find it at thrift stores or do you just go everywhere? Like oh, do you prefer thrift stores? Where, where I do you? prefer thrift stores, and then I also go to like the stores like Forever Twenty One H and M or. Uh, I don't know, urban, but I feel like I, I find their stuff in thrift stores because, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like one of those people, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to spend this much, so yeah. I'd rather yeah. go to a thrift store yeah. and like get like five items for that price, right. you know what I mean? Right, so. and, then, and then items you're not necessarily seeing just anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's like, so then you get that sort of like uniqueness to it, mm-hmm. you know? You know, no pun intended. Get yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some uniqueness to your outfit. I think that's really fantastic. And where do you, so where do you, you live uptown, right? Yeah. Do you, do you go to thrift stores there? Or do you go to thrift stores in Brooklyn? Or where do you go? Yeah, I'm still, so I know I need to go to Beacon's Closet. Yes, you do. My <laughs> friend told me you need to go there. Yeah. So I am going to definitely go there. Yeah. And just going to thrift stores all around. So I've been, the, like the first week I was here, I went to, uh, the Goodwill, mm-hmm. and so I had got so much like fifty dollars worth of stuff, and it was so cool. Yeah. And then like uh, my friend uh, Jasper, she told me about the uh, the outlet. So mm. they do. <laughs> I don't even know if I should be broadcasting this because they don't have windows. Oh really? You can't take photos or videos, but really? it's an outlet. So they do like one seventy five by the pound. What? So yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, we're gonna it's, talk about that when the mic yeah. comes up. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I guess it's over. You have some things to spill, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be spilling so, that. That's fantastic. I definitely, I highly encourage people to thrift shop because it's so much fun. Yeah. It's 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 really fun to just like play with different stuff, and it's yeah. cool to go with like friends and stuff, and you meet all kinds of eclectic 
yeah. you know, people and stuff. So yeah, yeah thrift all around. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that. So I love, so your whole theme, I love the theme of freedom and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to express yourself. And do you feel like your this eclectic way was, was part of who you were before you started to decide you were dressing or identify mm-hmm. as androgynous? Or was it, did they, like, was one, did one come before the other? How did it happen? Like, Well, I didn't know what I was as in, like, as in, like, a androgyny mm-hmm. until I had watched this YouTuber night uh, called Amber's Closet mm-hmm. and so she called herself androgyny which mm-hmm. is like she plays with feminine and masculine mm-hmm. clothing you know puts on makeup and mm-hmm. stuff like that and doesn't feel like um, shameful for right. doing it because at the end of the day she's like a woman yeah. so I was just like oh that's what I am because right. I don't identify as like a stud or yeah. whatever and so I have like a soft touch and I like to play with uh, feminine and masculine clothing. And then I also like to get, like, dead up here and there. Yeah. Or I just do my makeup, yeah. like, you know, eyeliner or, like, foundation and stuff like that. So See, that's, I mean, that's what I love about, like, again, like, telling these stories. I, I say this a lot on the podcast. The telling the stories, the telling, the getting sort of visibility for all sorts of, like, identities is mm-hmm. really important. You know, because there are people out there who are, like, you know... They're figuring it out, and the more they can see, the more they're gonna find somebody, somebody who they can identify with, and feel like, okay, like I'm mm-hmm. not, the, I'm not alone in this. Like there's other yeah. people trying to figure this out too, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, that's that's fantastic. I love that. Amber's closet. I, don't, I didn't know much about that. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you about your acting. So, as somebody who identifies as androgynous, would you say that your acting that plays that comes into your acting, do you look for roles that allow you to be androgynous or do you look for roles that just speak to you based off of what they are? Um, so I think it's both. So definitely speak to me. I do want to be challenged, yes. like playing roles um, where it's just like a, a woman uh, because at the end of the day, I am like a woman mm-hmm. and just playing something that's true. Yes. So like when I go into like a, a audition and mm-hmm. stuff and then, I deliver mm-hmm. what I need to deliver. I think they're like going past of like what I look like, and it's like okay, this person can bring what I want to like the character or yeah. like for the film or stage or yeah. stuff like that. So that's what it's been so far since I've been here in New York. Yeah. So it's been really, really great. So like just looking for roles that challenges me and yeah. just like takes me like to another level and expands me. So I'm yeah. like, oh, that makes me like so like. I don't know. You it love just, it. Like, yeah. Gives, yeah, it gives me chills. And then also like also like representing like us as in like in the LGBTQ like community and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. also roles yeah. like that. But not stereotypical stuff, so I'm just like, uh <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I yeah. hear you, I hear you. But I mean I think it is important to be challenged. I mean I'm sure as an, an actor you wanna be challenged. You wanna make sure that you are you know, you're growing and learning as as that. So I mean to me like it, it makes me wonder, do you, when you get a role or you, or you are auditioning for something, mm-hmm. do you think to yourself, okay, I don't, I'm not going to necessarily think about how, what the identity of this person is. I'm just going to play it the way it seems to me. Like, yeah. so what happens like when you get an audition, like how do you find out about what it is you're auditioning for? Like, do you get, I don't know, they send you information about the role, I'm guessing. Like, how does mm-hmm. it, how does it work generally? So it's like a breakdown. Um, and then like, if you have an agent or manager, they'll send you 
the information as in like the breakdown of the character or if it's like for a commercial commercials are very easy to cast yeah um because you don't really have to do much unless it's like oh you're speaking yes or whatever so they mostly look for look and seeing if you follow directions because you have a quick like shoot day it's like even though you're on set for about like eight hours they want to see if they can work with you at the end of the day yeah um Wait, I totally forgot. <laughs> would you have? Would you have no, <laughs> no, the question I was asking was like, how do you? So I, I guess I was trying to figure out whether or not, like, how you play the roles. Like, if you're going to do a, a role for acting, not like yeah. a commercial, like theater uh-huh. production or a film, and you get, um, you get, you're auditioning for a particular role. How do you find out about that role? And then basically, what do you do? Do you like? Do you look at that role and say, "I think this person is androgynous," or I don't think about mm-hmm. that at all. I just do this role based off of like what I think I'm hearing about yeah, this person. Yeah. So I don't think of uh, them as like an identity. I think of them as like a, a human being experiencing like true things yes. that they're going through. Mm-hmm. And, and then I get like some emails and stuff. And then there's like. Well, actors know there's this thing called like backstage and then there's project casting. Mm-hmm. And then also your agents will send you out for certain things like that. But um, like when I look for, when I do like read a script and stuff like that, I just look for the truth. I don't immediately put them like in an identity. Mm-hmm. But when I do have the role, I start breaking down as in like where this person like came from yeah. and uh, like what kind of animal is she like mm-hmm. or he if it's like a gender neutral like role mm-hmm. um are they like related to because we did like something similar to that in theater academy mm-hmm. so like because we all have like animal like instincts or so, animal so is that i don't know about that what does that mean like you have to everyone has an animal instinct you think an animal characteristic so really? like if you see like somebody who's just like you yeah, know this person walks kind of like <laughs> you know what i mean there's some people who walks like a, yeah. like a lion yeah. or sh- walks with their shoulders yeah. more yeah or like somebody very like smooth yeah. and like chill, like a giraffe yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, like we all had those moments. So oh, it's wow, like, that's an yeah. interesting way to break mm-hmm. people down. Like in terms of animals, it's, it yeah. makes sense though. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So you do that. That's, is that like an exercise you do to be like, okay, this person is more like like you take a lion or a giraffe. Like yeah, yeah. So it's like more breakdown. Like especially when I have the script and I'm in the row, it's like so much like backstory you go yeah. through and like so much work you work on it then also in rehearsal the director would be like oh okay I like that or let's try this way and all this stuff so but do you so but here's the question like when you might come up with a backstory for the Mm -hmm. person and then the person who's directing or like who who actually even wrote Mm -hmm. the script may have a very different backstory have you ever had that problem where you're just like oh that's not what like I don't think she would say that (laughs) (laughs) I think you're wrong she wouldn't say that and they're like I wrote it she would say that like so do you have that problem ever uh, not really. So, if, especially if the writer already has like a little backstory. So, yeah. if you want to go back, back, or yeah. just like figure out, okay, the little small little things, yeah. and then discuss it. Yeah, it's totally fine to yeah. have that. Like, oh, let's try it this way, and then if it doesn't work, then we'll just go back to like another way. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's such an interesting. Like, I don't know anything about about acting and how that all works, so I just find it really interesting. Um, I would not have known that. About the animal instinct. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> That's one of like, our secrets. <laughs> it is. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start like mm-hmm. thinking about that with the people I date. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what an animal. This <laughs> one. It's a really interesting thought. All right, so listen, we're going to wrap it up, but I want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. This was really awesome. Thank um, you. I want this you, really though, fun. this is your time to plug mm-hmm. yourself. So 
Tell me about your Instagram. Tell me about yeah. any sort of productions you're in. <laughs> you are to come to. Yeah. Like, tell me what you're doing. Like, give, cool. give me a little bit of breakdown. What do you so doing? So you can follow me at uh, Instagram at uh, U N I Q U E A N A R T I S T. It's unique and artist without the D. And I have uh, Twitter, but I barely use it. But it's Eugen Astar. Yeah, the name is horrible. <laughs> but uh, so far, I just finished. Uh, a play so we just finished with that and I, I'll put like I update people on what I'm doing on Instagram or Twitter so fantastic so mm-hmm. definitely follow Unique if you want to know what's going on and listen I'm happy that you made the move here to New York um, I'm sure LA is missing you and <laughs> I know it's your home you got your homie still out there yeah. but tell them that we're going to keep you for a little longer <laughs> so we don't have to get over it but thank you so much for coming and thank being with us so today much. this is awesome guys thank you for listening um, please remember to subscribe um, on, on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play to Transition, transition of Style and you know, tell your friends tell your family sign up listen um, write us talk to us let us know what's going on alright thanks guys mm-hmm.